We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Steen 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5.30 in the East Coast, 2.30 in the West Coast, 4.30, Tennessee time. It's, of course, we just have the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. I am fully tilted. It's myself. It's Grant. It's Cardi. Our pre-show conversation uh, was basically, hey, this is a really lukewarm slate we're going to be playing, but we're not particularly thrilled about it. And the other part is, as my earpiece falls out, uh, apparently uh, – Devin, D-Train, we made a Top Gun reference. I did specifically if you want to get all technical. And he's never seen Top Gun. Almost 30 years old. Grant, on a scale of 1 to 10, how egregious is that? I hate Devin more than this slate right now. (laughs) And he's like the nicest guy. (laughs) Oh, gosh, he's dead to me. (laughs) Car, do you want to weigh in on this? I've never seen Top Gun either. What? (laughs) For a long time, and I've never seen it. How is that? How does that happen? I don't know because I feel like it's a movie that I would like. It's a movie that I have always wanted to see, and I just never have. All right, go well, do it right after the show. Screw ba- Do it during the show. Have it on in the background, and don't pay attention <laughs> to the show. We don't need your advice. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Top Gun Two is coming out soon. You might want to see the. Uh, I saw like that. thirty years later, but uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Maverick is in it. Spoiler alert: Goose probably won't be. Just gonna guess. I've not seen the casting, but Goose may or may not be in that. Uh, you never know. It could be Goose's cool. Ghost or Goose Gossage. <laughs> no, it's definitely not Goose Gossage. And there's like 30. Now, no, there's a lot of young people out there. Who's Goose Gossage? Google, Google Goose Gossage, Grant, because what is I know where his old house is. Or don't. Please don't. Goose Gossage has. Well, never mind. <laughs> I don't know much about his personal life. He's named after his, a geese. I feel like he's a guy who's had like some really awful takes in the past few years, like super like anti sabermetrics, anti stats type stuff. Like, I think it's bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, he's an old school guy, and he's just uh, like, yeah, I don't care what the numbers say. I just give him the heat, and that's that, or something like that. I don't know why he talks like that, but that's what he's doing. All right, today's slate. Uh, you know, give me the screenshot, Cardi. We are not particularly thrilled. Before we do, before we jump on the show, what I like to do is I like to jump on the RG, you know, the, the HQ, lineup HQ. I'll just I'll give me 200 lineups. Make 200 lineups for me. I just want to see, and I, I pump in the, the bat stuff as well, too. I give it a bit of juice as far as the um, uh, my build rules, the outcomes. I, I mess it with like 10, 15% depending on. And the pictures that are spitting out at me, uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with some of these pictures, Cardi. No, I'm not happy either. <laughs> I think there's some good ones, but it's not, it's not giving me a ton of those necessarily. I, I don't think there's good ones either. I think this is the worst pitching slate we've seen all year. There's a few okay ones that are overpriced. Um, I don't think there's a single legitimately good pitcher on the slate. And normally on a slate like that, I'm like, okay, great. Let's just play some cheap guy and that'll be fine. But there really isn't a guy like that either. Like this slate Stand is down. Wait, you, you Darvish and, and Clevenger on, are on my slate. Are they not on your slate? Yeah, neither one is a great play. Well, they're good pitchers though. No, they're good pitchers, sure. I mean, Clevenger right now though, like you have to – I mean, I guess you can say he's good still, but – he's struggled in his first couple starts and he's coming off of this injury that is messing with his mechanics. Like he had this knee thing 
And he's come out and straight up said after starts, like, my mechanics are off. I'm favoring my knee. And that's why I haven't been good my first two starts. So that's got to scare you a little bit, right? <laughs> a little bit. I'll tell you one thing. I was watching. I, I was heavily invested in him. I think it was his last start. And I'm not sure if you're watching or not, or if you caught this either, Grant. But there was a moment, I think it was bases loaded or a couple of guys on. He threw, like, a high heater. Like this, and then somebody took, like, like, this ridiculous swing. Like, you want the batter swinging at it every single time. And they, bang, you know, they got a hold of it. Uh, at their eyes, basically, and bang the ball to the wall. And that just seemed fluky more than anything. So, you know, I, I kind of chalk it up to that. But you're right. If he's if he's talking about his mechanics being a little bit off, and I know his velocity is a tick down as well, too, and that could be a number of things. Who really knows what's going on And it's there. not like it's a great matchup. It's not like he's in this great spot where you just want to play him anyway or, like, you're getting a discount on him. Like, I think he's fine. I think you're, he, you can play him in cash games, but uh, I don't think he's a must-play. And in GPPs, at his ownership, I think he's a pretty easy fade. Well, Grant, we're talking about Clevenger. Uh, feel free to chime in. What's your thoughts as far as Mike Clevenger against the Reds? Uh, of course, Clevenger, in the, this is what, since uh, the last season and like whatever, a couple of starts this year as well, you fire up the plate IQ, 33%, K%. Uh, you know, collectively, the, the Cincinnati lineup is averaging, what, 22.6% as far as striking out versus righties. That's an okay number, a pretty good number. You send Zell's in there, he's got a big number. Uh, a Suarez, ton of power, but 27%, he'll strike out as well. Gallus at 25%, Bernhardt at 22%. So there are some Ks in there. Uh, as far as his splits, you know, he strikes out almost 40% of righties, 27% of lefties. And we have a bunch of lefties, which is also problematic to some degree. Uh, your thoughts here as far as Clevenger Grant? I'm out. That's it? <laughs> uh, no, he's fine for cash. Like, if you really want to use him, I think I prefer Darvish a bit. Uh, but he has a 3.6 run total going against him, pretty much the same as Darvish. He can, he'll throw enough pitches, but Cardi's right. His camps are, low, are messed up right now. He's going to come in at like 40% ownership. There's no reason to play him, but I'm getting super weird today, I think. Like, real weird today. As opposed to what other day? Like, that's standard. <laughs> I feel like I was kind of normal yesterday. Well, you weren't on air. What happened yesterday? Actually, speak to that because you were telling us your uh, your dinner last night. And <laughs> what describe kind of normal again? What did you have for dinner? Uh, I made. I, I baked some ribs. I ate some ribs. I drank some wine. I made some s'mores. I ate some s'mores. I ordered sushi later on, <laughs> and I drank more okay. wine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you. It was kind of implied that all it was all one sitting, but. Uh, yeah, fair enough, nonetheless. Cardi well, when, when you don't you. when you don't leave a chair all day, it is all technically one sitting. <laughs> you have a catheter in? Is that what's going, what kind of situation you have going? I have a trash can. I pee under the desk. <laughs> Cardi, we're just happy to have you back. Uh, you, you obviously yesterday was rough for you with uh, and a lot of people. Hopefully, everybody's safe up there with the hurricane. Give give us a summary. I, I assume uh, you know you you weren't supposed to be here today because the. They projected the power to be off what multiple days, and thankfully you're back. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know things will be back to normal soon enough. Uh, any any sort of I don't want to say highlights, but you know hopefully all is good for the most part for you. Yeah, certainly no highlights, but uh, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, so it was fine. You know we lost power for for the day. We got it back early this morning after they said two to four days that it was going to be out. So that was that was great. Um, not really much damage. I have one big tree branch dangling above my back deck. That is going to fall and potentially break something, so I need to get that down soon. But uh, that's about the extent of it. You know, everyone's safe, so, so all good. You and Grant have something in common. Grant, didn't you have like a tree fall on your house like a couple, like a month ago or so? I had two trees fall. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, actually, you want to? You had the one up them. Uh, yeah. Grant, talk, talk about you, Darvish, because he's good, right? He is good. He does things. If he's not walking, guys, then he's probably going to be in pretty good shape. You look at the lineup he's going against, Kansas City, and it's not the greatest lineup in the world. They have a 3.6 implied run total here. Uh, They have strikeouts in a lot of spots in the lineup. Uh, And Darvish is good. I think Darvish is better than people realize. Like The biggest reason why he wasn't fantastic last year was just because he was walking guys at a ridiculous rate at the beginning of the season. So far this year, he's at a 7.7% walk rate. He's going up against a lineup where there's not a ton of walks in it. Yes, he's a little bit worse versus lefties than he is versus righties, and there are some lefties in this lineup. But you look at the lefties in this lineup here, we got Mondesi, who's much better from the right side of the plate, if I remember correctly. We got O'Hearn, who just strikes out every single time. Gordon, not really going to cause too much problems. Cordero a contact guy, which isn't good. I mean, it's, it's 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 not good, but it's not really bad. He's not going to do a whole lot of damage. Like, overall, this is not a great lineup. And 
Darvish is a good pitcher. He's if I'm paying up, it's going to be him almost every single time over Clevenger or anyone else. So Darvish is the guy. Like it's a good matchup. It's not the worst ballpark, and it's not terrible weather. So just play Darvish if you're going to pay up. But I'm probably just going to do some weird things. 31% K rate last year. The walk rate was good, especially in the second half of the season. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball second half of the season, maybe the best if you look at the numbers. Uh, Cardi, is that who Darvish is? Is he more the, the guy from the first half? Is it somewhere in the middle? It was spectacular. Of course, this KC lineup is not great from a strikeout perspective upside. You got Solaire in there who definitely a lot of pop but also can swing and miss plenty. You know, Ahern, like, like uh, Grant was saying, 25% as far as K percent. But Lopez, not a good hitter, but he's a contact hitter, 12% as far as striking out. You prefer, uh, you know, somebody that, that's more susceptible to uh, getting the whiff. That said, uh, Darvish at a 31% K rate. Uh, it sounds like both you guys are probably be just loading up on bats. And if Darvish strikes out 12, which is probably not going to happen, but if he strikes out four in like six innings and gets the win, like that's okay. You can survive that. Uh, Cardi, you Darvish, what are we doing? He's too expensive. Like, yeah, he's, he's a good pitcher, but he's not a 10.4K good pitcher. You know, the, 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 the improved control is nice, and you can definitely chalk it up to him just getting healthy. But it's still, from a mathematical standpoint, hard to, you know, say that he's made these huge improvements just based on, you know, like 12 starts or whatever it's been. Um, like you said, Casey has strikeouts in some spots in the lineup, and in other spots it doesn't. So on balance, they're a little above average in terms of strikeouts. And the park suppresses strikeouts, so it's actually probably a slightly negative strikeout matchup when you put it all together. Um, and 10.4 K is just, uh, it's a lot, you know, I don't think there's a lot that really separates him from some of, uh, some of the cheaper guys. I, uh, I'm doing a refresh here as far as Kevin Ross weather edge. We've talked about that in previous shows, talked about that in regularly where it was a two nothing score the other day. Uh, we, we, how we liked the, uh, you know, the pitchers that weren't particularly great. We liked the under as well. That was our sharp side selection. As I'm pulling this up, Greg, give me a, give me your sharp side winner, but wait, shout out to me. We gave you the, the Astros yesterday. The Astros over five and a half. You were actually getting juice on that one. Uh, they put up a 10 spot, I believe, against Mad Bum, who is toast. The chat was telling me, what's up, chat? Like and subscribe. Much appreciate that. Ask some questions as well as we're going through the positions. We'll do our best to knock those out. Uh, Grant, give me, uh, give me your sharp side winner today. Uh, my sharp side winner is – not place. Darn it, I've got to place a bet. Uh, my sharp side winner is the over – on the Toronto Braves game. I think, right. I think it's going to go over. Man, you apparently can't bet online while you're on Zoom. This is annoying. <laughs> you're in, you're, you can legally wager you're in Colorado. I don't want to know why that's not working out for you. But, uh, Cardi, I believe you had an under as far as your sharp side pick? Yeah, the Brewers-White Sox game. Um, the line is nine, and the bat has it as, I think, seven and three quarters or something like that. So it's pretty significant. It's, uh, it's two pitchers that I think are underrated. Keuchel is underrated. Hauser is underrated. The Brewers' bullpen is elite. The White Sox offense is a little overrated. Um, really good pitcher's umpire in this game, I believe. And, and yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at here. This park is considered a really good hitter's park, but it's more like neutral overall, except it's really good for power. But against a guy like Keuchel, who gives up so many – you know, generate so many ground balls, the potential for that power is less. I think the the under in this game is the smart bet. Uh, pulling up the weather edge here. The oh, only thing that really kind of jumps. Just terrible today. Like no Yelich, like just so many really bad players in the lineup. Plenty of holes in the White Sox lineup too. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see no Yelich. That's going to have me – oh, God. It's Ryan Healy leading off. It's Jed Jerko hitting cleanup. It's Ben Gamble hitting fifth. It's Mark Mathias whoever that is hitting seventh, like it, it's not a good lineup. Yeah. Is that going to push me on to Dallas Keuchel more without Christian Yelich? Cardi, talk me out of Dallas Keuchel, please. Why is it so bad? He's terrible. I mean, the lineup or why is Dallas Keuchel just not fun? The roster? Um, why, why is this lineup so bad? Well, because they lost Randall. They, they lost Moustakis. They lost uh, Kane. Yelich yeah. is sitting, so... There's somebody else, too, I believe I'm missing. And they the, refuse the, to play Braun, uh, or maybe he's hurt, I guess. Well, he's hurt. He, he's in the 10-day, I think. Yeah, he's got right, another yeah. guy that's out. Um, smoke it's is not, not good there for some reason. Like, they, they they just aren't playing any anyone that is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what are you going to do? Um, all right. Talk to me about Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel. 
I think, at least in cash games, I think Keuchel is one of the strongest <laughs> plays. All right. Sell me on Dallas Keuchel, outside of the fact that Milwaukee's terrible. I feel like I just did. The Milwaukee lineup is terrible. Um, <laughs> Park is, you know, basically only good for home runs. Yeah, maybe he gives up a couple home runs. You know, maybe Abasel Garcia or Keston here gets to him. But it's not like there's a lot of power in this lineup to worry about. And Keiko's a ground ball guy to begin with. So there's only going to be a couple balls that really have a chance of becoming a home run anyway. So Keiko is 7.4K, I think. He's cheap. He just seems like uh, on a slate where pitching is terrible, like one of the least terrible pitching options. Yeah, I mean, the elite ground ball skills just short of 60% last year, which is really awesome. But inversely, the 17.7% K rate is just putrid. Uh, you know, you're just begging to get four or five Ks out of them. Oh, man. By the way, Abasel Garcia, revenge game. The people in the chat want to hear that for sure. Uh, Grant, is, is Keiko weird enough for you? Is there enough upside for you as far as Dallas Keiko? I don't see a huge amount of upside. Why don't you like Hauser on the other side? He's his fine. Leash super long. And huh? His leash isn't super long, and the White Sox lineup is a little better than the Brewers lineup. But, I mean, he doesn't go super deep into games. That's the that's one of the main things. For him. 80 pitches that we're going to get? Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, the bat has him at 76. So, okay, know, probably get 80 maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, All I don't right. know. I, I, think, I think I'd think i rather go with – I think there's a few guys I'd rather go with. Cash – I'm not playing cash today. It's just that simple. Why would I play cash today? It's not a great slate. I mean, yes, I can use Gar- Darvish and I can use Keuchel as my second SP. Um, but – like I, I just I don't see a huge amount of upside. That lineup is looking pretty tempting, considering like Keiko mostly strikes out lefties, not as much righties, and he's going up against seven righties. And Sogar that, doesn't really. That's the biggest sp- issue for him is those righties because he does have a wide split. Yeah, has a wide split, but I mean, look at the K rate on Healy, Hira, Garcia, Jerko, Pena. Like all these guys have fairly high K rate, so. Yeah. I'm starting to think about it a little bit more, but I mean, honestly, I think I'm on Hauser the, on the other side. Like, he's 700 more. He has a similar uh, implied run total. He's going up against the lineup with a lot of strikeouts in February. Like, yeah, the lineup has a 25% K rate in it. Hauser strikes out both lefties and righties, and it's a little bit worse versus lefties. Lefties he has to face is Moncada, which isn't easy. Um, Mazzara and Garcia and Grandall like he has two tough ones and two fairly easy ones here so I, I'm more on Hauser but there, I think there's other guys you can go with um, like no one's in a safe matchup like Keichel does have one of the safest matchups on the board but his run total against is really not that low 4.35 I mean you look at guys on other spots and the run totals are kind of similar like even Manea sitting there at 8.6k I know he's probably going to get pulled after like Eight, yeah, he can't go deep is the problem with him. Like 60 pitches. And, I mean, Richards has a lower implied run total against the Dodgers. So it, it's a weird slate. I don't really want to – tr- I'm trusting Vegas a little bit more, and so I'm just avoiding cash. But for tournaments, I think it's going to be fun. Cardi, what does what the bat have for Manea as far as his pitches thrown today? 84, 80? 86. Um, is what it looks like. I can pull it up on here. You guys see the screen, I think, right? We have uh, yeah. Yep, Shamanea. Uh, baseline pitch count eighty six. Pitch count today, uh, or baseline eighty eight. Pitch count today eighty six. So I just ran two hundred lineups using the bat and kind of messing around with some stuff too. And one of the pitchers is an SP two. It's popping here for me, Cardi. Is Lance McCullers, and I love Lance McCullers. We talked about the other day. I love his stuff, but he's another guy that's just history of injuries. Makes me just if his he's not looked great so far. He's walking too many guys. He tends to have those innings where he just labors, can't get past five sometimes. Um, you know, talk me into or talk me out to out of, or are you kind of in the middle? I'm sort of split. I, I'm a colors. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. He's a little pricey. The matchup isn't quite good enough for me to to really want to play him today. I'd rather save, you know, the thousand on Keiko or you know, go up the 900 to Clevenger or something like that. I love McCullers. I'm McCullers' biggest fan. Um, But guys coming off Tommy John surgery, they do take some time to get right. I think next year McCullers is going to dominate. And I think this year you kind of need to play the prices and matchups. And I don't think this is a great one. You know, it's not uh, a super strikeout heavy lineup. Um, You know, it's not a super bad lineup. 
I just think he's okay today. I just think he's a little overpriced. Um, if you want to play him in GPPs, though, at what looks like 11% ownership, you can certainly mix him into your pool a little bit. Uh, that lineup, by the way, not a lot of Ks, only two guys. Well, three guys that strike out over 22%. You got Bo to 22%, Walker at 28%, and Calhoun at 26 Otherwise, I mean, collectively, they're striking out uh, against against righties, uh, let's see, 19.9%. I don't love that number necessarily. Yeah, the fourth, uh, like the fourth right. lowest strikeout rate for the lineup on the slate. Um, yeah. 20.8%, which is well below average. Wait, you know, Carter, you want, to do a, you want to do a shot bet? On um, McCullers? McCullers will get negative points today. What? Grant is thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take that bet because I don't think he's getting negative points, but I don't love him. Today. I mean, it's, I, I, what would be the odds on that? What probably minus eight or plus eight hundred? Um, we could look it up in the back. I think I would lay eight to one on that. I would lay eight to one on negative points. Negative points? Yeah, it's possible, sure, but he'd have to really get shellacked. I'm I'm really really liking the Diamondbacks today. Like, all right. I, they're not going to draw any ownership. Like, they're all projected to run 1% ownership. Outside of Marte, no one's – outside of Marte and Marte, uh, no one's – yeah, no one's really that expensive. Like, Marte and Marte have some pop. Calhoun has some pop. Walker has some pop. Escobar has some pop. Peralta has some pop. And Vote has some pop. So, like, McCullers is uh... – McCullers, a zero-point projection is about his 15th percentile outcome. So about 85% of the time, he will be in the positives. So that's, what, roughly 8 to 1? Oh, did I call it? Kind of called it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he gets at least, like, 0.1 fantasy. So does that mean if I lose, I have to take eight shots? I mean, you can (laughs) if you want. Periodically, each position, second base shot, third base shot. It's like a times for sure. It'll make for a great show. Britt's in chat. Britt's talking about uh, Sean Manaya. There we go, Sean Manaya. Yeah, all right. We just don't really know how many, uh, how, how deep he's going to go. Uh, is, is the uh, umpire data up? I assume we have umpire data a, a fair bit for uh, some of these teams because, you know, yeah, for some of the them. First... Colors has an extreme pitcher's umpire, which will definitely help you. All right. Wait, so, Colors or Manaya? What's that? Do you say McCullers or Manaya? McCullers. Well, that's not great for me, but I'm I'm already I'm already in. I was uh I was reading Cheese's musings today, and he oh Manaya does too. Listen, though, by the way, say it again. Manaya also has an extreme pitchers umpire. He's got Bill Miller. There you go. Oh, that, that's that's like the uh, the Mike Trout of, of umpires, right? For pitchers, it is, so yeah. Um, Mike Trout. I'm not sure if it's post baby Mike Trout after him, but it's Mike Trout nonetheless. Uh, okay, so. The rule, the Robbie Ray rule, the Chiefs, I think Chiefs the one that created it, is if like if nobody's going to play him, you're supposed to play him. If he's going to be chalk, you're supposed to fade him because he's highly volatile. He's got strikeout ability. He also yields homers to righties. It's, he's facing the Astros. He walks dudes. Nobody's going to play him. Grant, you said you felt like getting frisky today. I'm not sure if you said frisky or wild or whatever it was. Thank Robbie you. Ray, is he's the definition of weird, Robbie Ray. And if you like Arizona, then he gets that W as well too, but – I don't really want to pick on Houston, but I get it. I understand like why you would do it because the upside is there, and you catch him on the right night. Uh, he's got Bill Miller behind the plate too. That can't hurt. Uh, same umpire as uh, McCullers has. What, what do you think, Grant? If you're going to be frisky, if you're going to be weird, why not play some Ray? I mean, the problem is it could end up with drastically negative points. He's going up against Houston. Houston has a lot of batters that are fairly patient. Ray has a 20% walk rate on the season. Miller definitely does help a lot, and that actually gives me a little bit more confidence in playing Ray. He's a little bit underpriced, especially considering his upside. He can go for a massive game here. I am going to be playing Ray. Like I'm probably going to be playing a decent amount of Ray, would be my guess. But he has some pretty extreme splits, and he's going up against seven or eight righties. So this is just a tough, tough spot here. Um, and well, like, what would Ricky Bobby do, though? Is the question. Who cares? Um, well, it's, of course, it's a bad matchup, but like, you know, nobody's well, going to play him. There is some upside if you get, you know, the right things happen. Play, I might play Robbie Ray in cash games. Whoa! Oh, gosh. <laughs> Cardi just raised. Okay, Cardi, uh, I'll, I'll I'll pivot to you as far as Ray. Talk to me about Robbie Ray. Well, first, I mean, because like you said, no one's going to play him. So he's a fantastic GPP play because he's actually one of the best point-per-dollar plays on this slate. There's only one guy that projects better point-per-dollar in the bat, 
because he's 6.5K, he's 6.5K and he's a good pitcher. Yeah, the matchup is absolutely horrible. Like, you don't want to be placing, facing the Houston Astros. They have a bunch of good bats. They don't strike out. But the thing about Robbie Ray is he's a good pitcher, and despite struggling so far this year, one of which was against the Dodgers, I mean, what do you expect? Um, he made some legitimate changes. We talked about it, I think, last week on the show. He changed up his delivery that should theoretically, eventually, once he gets used to it, hopefully today, maybe – lead to better control for him. Also, his velocity is up. His spin rate is up. His stuff is better. And so, you know, once he puts it together, which I kind of think he will at some point, he's going to be a better pitcher than he was before. And even though he was a volatile pitcher before, he was still a good pitcher. And so 6.5K for him is just too cheap, especially on a slate where we've talked about every pitcher and we found reasons not to play every single one. Um, You know, there's reasons not to play Robbie Ray, but on a slate like this, how does that make him different than anyone else? And he's 6.5K. I'm reading the chat, and this is great. Uh, Astros will spank Ray. Ray makes me nervous, especially against Houston. Robbie Ray throws like 40 pitches an inning. And they're all right. Like, oh, you should feel nervous. Right. Like, there, there's, no, there's nobody denying any of this. But, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, nobody is denying this at all. But he has the extreme pitchers umpire, which will help if he struggles with his control. And, uh, and again, like, tell me who is a stone lock great play today. There's not one on the slate. And so on Garrett Richards. Okay. Talk about Garrett Richards. I love Garrett Richards, Grant. Like I'm a huge Garrett Richards fan, but I don't think against the Dodgers, you can call him a stone lock play. (laughs) I mean, in comparison to a lot of guys like, all right. So Richards had two starts this season, one in Colorado, I believe. So like he hasn't had the easiest matchups. He's going up against a very tough match with Dave. He's 6.4K. He currently has a 27% K rate on the season. And, like, this is not an easy matchup. Like, this is absolutely not an easy matchup. It's not somewhere you go. But Vegas seems to have a huge amount of confidence in him. Currently, they have a 4.16 implied run total for the Dodgers here. It's being played in San Diego. It's only 71 degrees out there. Like, it's not a great ballpark for home runs with it's at this weather point. Um, and... Like, that's one of Richard's biggest problems is giving up a lot of hard contact. So, I honestly, like, I'm going to have a ton of Richards today. Like uh, No is, bets, by the way, in that lineup for what it's worth. So, that's a slight bump for Richards if you're going to find a bump there. That does have him as the next best point-per-dollar guy after Ray. It does like him even in the tough spot also because this slate is terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pollock, Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, Seager, Taylor – Peterson, Will Smith, Kike, Enrique uh, Hernandez is the lineup for the Dodgers. Look at you, Dean. You can read. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we have every single lineup except for one. Do you guys want to take a guess which manager Oakland. is not posted this lineup? No. Oh, uh, Angels. Yeah. Joe, Joe Madden does not like the – he does not care for us. He likes to make his lineups very, very late for whatever reason. Uh, by the way, I, I did pull up the, um, the lineup HQ here at, at RG. And there's several pitchers that have extreme pitchers umpires. There's an extreme pitcher umpire in cores. So Logan Webb has one, uh, as well as uh, Logan Webb, Robbie Ray, McCullers, Manaya, Kyle Gibson, and John Gray. Uh, Cardi, we do have to move on and talk about some sticks. Oh, you guys talk about stripling, right? That's your boy. You, you have any thoughts as far as Ross? I mean, today. he's fine. I think he. I mean, if the ownership rate on him is correct, he's going to be what the second highest owned pitcher on the slate. I, I think that's way too high. I wouldn't really have interest in him in GPPs at that ownership. And in cash games, I don't know. I'd rather save the 400 on Keuchel. Um, You know, he, he's a Dodger. He's not going to go super deep into games. The Padres' offense is, is pretty good now. You know, I just think he's okay, which is the same as basically any other pitcher on this slate. And so why are you going to pay more for it? I just did a refresh on our ownership of Horst Jamino and his team are all over that. And they, you know, it's fluid right now. The closer we get to lock, the more and more it becomes precise, the more accurate it is. But it's interesting to see Robbie Ray is the fifth highest projected uh, ownership pitcher on DK. And that's because of the price as well, too. It's kind of putting you there. Uh, but that's uh, I, I, it's not as goofy as I thought it would be, turns out. Uh, give me a summary, Grant, as far as some arms besides Wait, Lance McCullers. We, we talk about the best cheap guy, though. Oh, you want to talk about the 4K guy? Yeah, we got to talk about TJ Antone. Okay, talk about him. Um, he's 4K. The matchup is tough against Cleveland in progressive. 
Um, and if you look at his numbers, they've never been very good in the minors, but he's on the Reds. The Reds hired Kyle, Kyle Body from driveline, um, driveline pitch, whatever, um, recently. And he worked with driveline apparently over, over the summer, over the past year or so, and added like six miles an hour to his fastball, like 400 RPM to his, uh, or whatever you want to call it, to his spin rate. Like apparently his stuff is like way better. Um, which makes him really interesting at 4K in this spot. Um, the spot itself isn't good, but on a terrible slate, uh, you can definitely take a shot on a 4K guy. I think he's a borderline cash option and certainly a guy in GPPs to help you access uh, some more expensive stuff. Yeah, I saw his stuff wasn't great in the, you know, as far as the K perspective in the minors, but you think that's going to be skewed because of how he changed things up. So don't take that as for what it looks like on the surface. Yeah, exactly. So adding six miles an hour to a fastball is like a huge deal. Like people don't do that, but you know, basically on average by doing that, you go from like a 23% strikeout rate, which is like league average up to like a 28 and a half percent strikeout rate, which is, which is quite good just from the velo alone. Um, so it's a big deal. I think what he's done, um, we saw it, he's made one appearance already and, and he was throwing hard. He was looking good. So uh, I think he's very intriguing. Yeah, he threw uh, 69 pitches, which technically some may say is nice, but that's not perfectly nice. That's perfectly fine though at 4K. And, you know, theoretically, if you bump it up 15 pitches to his next start, you can throw 85 if he's thrown well. And he was throwing great. They pulled him mid-inning, despite the fact that he gave only one hit and one walk the entire game, a homer at some point. Uh, Grant, your thoughts as far as Antone and your thoughts as far as pitchers as a whole? Antone's weird. I'm going there. Um <laughs> But, uh, like, honestly, for pitching, I'm predominantly going to use Antone, Hauser, Richards, Ray, and Darvish. Like, that, that I might I might make that my entire uh, player pool. I haven't built many lineups yet. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to have too much extra money and or too little money, whatever it is, and have to throw someone else in there. But, honestly, I, I think that's all you really need to do. Like, Clevenger's coming in at way too much ownership. Stripling's coming in at too much ownership. It looks like Manea's not going to go long enough. Like every other option has a lot of knocks against it. So I'm just going for the guys at much lower ownership, like in the low teens or single digits. And I think that's the smart way to go because it really is a coin flip. Any one of these guys being the highest uh, scoring or best pitcher on the slate. So just go for the lower owned guys. Cardi, cash game perspective and then pivot to tournaments. I mean, it's awful. I think you can make a case for a bunch of guys in cash games because nobody on this slate is good. Uh, you can throw Clevenger, Keuchel, Ray, McCullers, Antone, maybe Marco Gonzalez. All are viable cash plays tonight, I think. Uh, maybe even Garrett Richards. I mean, it's just it's a it's my least favorite pitching slate of the whole year. Well, let's go to something we all love: is catchers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do catchers pretty quickly because we're already kind of falling behind a little bit, but. Uh, Grant, your favorite catchers tonight? I assume your catchers are just like the guys that are in your stack, or do you have somebody as a one-off you like? I mean, predominantly the guys that are in my stack. I'd say Contreras is probably or Henneman is probably the top two options in terms of raw points. But I'm just going off of my stack or paying down for Danny Jensen is probably my favorite point per dollar catcher on the entire slate. It's interesting. We we hate this slate as for pitching so much, and we didn't even talk about Hunjin Rio, who's like he's been excellent for years and. He's kind of sputtering and he's kind of expensive and he had a bad ballpark today. So I guess he's off the board for both you guys and for me as well. Uh, Cardi, give me some catchers. Yeah, Danny Jansen is uh, probably the best point per dollar guy on the slate. You can go down to him for sure. He's a decent hitter, got the platoon advantage. He's in Atlanta. It's hot. Uh, Jansen's a great play. If you have the extra 500, Salvador Perez, I think is interesting. Not because the matchup is great by any means, is against Darvish, but he's too cheap for who he is talent wise. And then you're playing, you know, whatever catchers in your stacks and GPPs. You know, I, I think those are kind of your cash options, though. Ideally, Jansen. Cardi, open up first base. It's Brandon Belt in cash games, and that's it. If you're not playing Brandon Belt, you don't know what you're doing. Um, he's in Coors Field. He's the best hitter on the Giants. He's 4.4K. He's hitting cleanup. Um, he's the best first baseman on the slate by, like, a point and a half. You have to play Brandon Belt. I might not do that, for the record. My, my lineups are not set. Uh, I'm probably not going to – I don't like Belt, and I think Gray's pretty good. Nobody likes Belt, but you're really not going to play Belt for 4.4K in Coors Field? Come on. 
I think I'm okay saving salary and playing like Guriel. If I need, a, if I need a few hundred bucks, I'm okay with that. You're literally like saving three hundred bucks on a slate where pitching sucks. Oh, Guriel's not good though. Guriel's like such a bad hitter. Like everything he did last year was smoke and mirrors. Like all of his Statcast numbers were horrendous. Like I, I don't know. I'm not a Guriel fan. I'm not a Belt fan. Uh, I'm but he's not. in Force Field. Guriel is in Chase. It's still you got to hit a baseball. Like and, and Gray's a pretty good at throwing baseballs. That is true. But so is Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's pretty good at throwing yeah, well, baseballs. Well, he yields a lot of homers. He's pretty great at throwing them. He's not very good at locating them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like a good a, a good tournament play is Matt Olson, I think, for first base. I oh, you're trying to I, sweet oh, talk me. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I want to win you over, Grant. <laughs> you're, I see you're on the fence. You're teetering. Uh, but you talk to me about Matt Olson and other tournament guys you like. Dude hits bombs, has a platoon split, even though Gibson's fairly split neutral. But um, I'm just always going to be excited about him. Uh, it's Belt is the top option, followed probably by Murphy, Vlad, O'Hearns if you need to save some money, or Gonzalez if you need to save some money. Um, but yeah, like it, it, Santana is also a decent play. I was hoping, I was assuming that Anton would be higher owned, but it doesn't look like he's going to be that highly owned. So Santana is not in a bad spot against a guy that's not the greatest pitcher in the world. So that's pretty much first base. You know, um, the more I look at it, and again, I haven't built my lineups yet. I mean, I might play Belch begrudgingly just because first base is so terrible today. It's strange. We don't love the pitchers, and a lot of the hitters just sort of met as well, too. It's one of those weird slates. The slate kind of sucks. I don't love anything. Like, there's nothing to really love. I don't, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll see if we can. The Astros, I like Houston, but, like, people are going to do that against Ray and playing both sides. That is kind of an interesting move, but. All right, uh, second base, Grant. Does that get any better for us? I mean, Altuve is 5.7K, but pitching sucks oh, today, so you I can fit it. in. Uh, McMahon, like both, all, all the core second basemen, of course. Uh, Arias is, uh, I think, 3.3K. He's cheap. Yeah, he's cheap. Like, if you need to throw something in there, but if you're not paying up. And also, uh, a Mendick is super cheap. <laughs> What's his name, Grant? Mendick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's you you say it phonetically, Mendick. You've been waiting to say it all show. <laughs> yeah, Cardi, who do you have as the keystone position for me? Cash game guy and some tournament pivots. Um, yeah, cash games. There's no clear guy. I think you can pay up for Solano in cores if you want. I think you can go, you can go down to Adam Frazier at 3.8K, leading off for two advantage. Just a decent hitter. Arias, though, if you need to save some money, he's he's the guy that I think makes the most sense at 3.3K. You know, not a lot of power, not going to do a whole lot for you, but at the price, I think he's going to be good. I think Twins are going to be chalky. Um, in GPPs, I think KC stacks are pretty sneaky against Darvish, solid stolen base matchup. So Whit Merrifield, even though he's expensive, I think there are cheaper guys that you can plug in with him from the Royals to make it a really good point for dollar mix. Um yeah, that's kind of that's kind of second base. Yeah, so it, it's a different point with Belt. Like, but Donovan Solano, four point nine K is just like he's not a good hitter. And Wilmer Flores, that we always we always like him against lefties, against righties, whatever. Like McMahon at five point three K. But wait, did you just want to say Mendick, or you actually like him at two point three K today, Grant? Because I mean, he's, he's cheap. He's if cheap. you really need to fit something in, I also forgot to mention uh, Marte. Like, obviously, I really like the Diamondback stack. He's going to come in super low ownership, but dude's got a lot of pop. McCullers has struggled this year, and, and McCullers is going to get destroyed today. If you want a cheat code for the home run game, we play that later. Just say Marte. You get an extra guy. It's a great move. Well, uh, I can go Marte, Marte, and well, there's not a third Marte. Is there any – I was trying – I need to figure out if there's any player that – there's three guys with the same last name. The holidays, but that's basketball. That's a whole different. Sport. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I think literally I just three. Like yesterday. Uh, we all, ago. we always, uh, we anytime or anytime Morris brothers are playing each other, you have to make a twin lineup. You really shouldn't though, because they're both terrible. But yeah, I hear you. Doesn't matter. Still do it. <laughs> just because <laughs> me and my brother, we're, we're playing. Don't roster us. Just just throwing it out there. Uh, what do you have, McCarty, as far as the hot corner third base? Yeah, so if you can get up to Arenado, obviously that's what you want to do. He's in Coors Fields. The Rockies are great. He's Arenado. Um, he's awesome. Jose Ramirez, I think, is an interesting pivot. Um, I'm, I kind of talked up Antone how much I like him. But the thing about him is he's a sinker slider guy. And so those guys tend to have very wide platoon splits. And so lefties can get to them. And Jose Ramirez is a switch hitter. And he's very talented. 
So hitting from the left side here, I think he's a pretty solid pick at home in a great park. Um, I don't love him in cash games because I really do like the upside of Antone. So I would rather try to get up to Arenado if I can. Yeah, it's looking like either Ramirez or Arenado for me. I'm going to do my best to get one of those two in. Don't mind Brian for tournaments. Don't mind Bregman for tournaments. Uh, even Rendon, like Rendon's going to be completely ignored. I don't say completely, but mostly ignored. Uh, what do you have for me, Grant, as far as third base? I mean, it's Arenado and Ramirez are by far my two favorite options, followed by Guerrero and Bregman for not really incorporating in ownership. But Escobar is sitting there at way too cheap at 3.7K. Again, love the Diamondbacks. Going to keep saying that because – it's the only team that I'm really happy about stacking today. I may just make like one lineup across every site and just stack the Diamondbacks just because I hate everything else about this slate. But got a pretty decent ISO versus righties. Like McCullers is just struggling, something terrible. And so Escobar, I think, is very much in play. And then Machado, I don't think is the worst idea in the world going up against Stripling. He's a little bit too cheap there at 4.5K. Tell me how you would go about stacking Arizona, just like theoretically build a stack. And then you're, you're Literally anyone one through seven. Like, Vote has some pop to him. Peralta has some pop. Like, all these guys are too cheap. The only expensive guys are Marte and Marte. Um, but, like, this is just a anyone one through seven. I'm not throwing John Jay. I'm not throwing Ahmed <laughs> in there. Like, it, there's no point in throwing those two in there. They're... They should just be left out of your stack, although this could be the day where John Jay – he seems to screw me over once every single year. I don't know why. Like, he'll just have that – I know he's the league, I'll be honest. Huh? Probably because you decided to play him. <laughs> no, it's uh, Franchi Cordero got scratched. McBroom's in. Oh. Okay. Not that it changes a whole lot. Um. All right, that's just worth noting. I appreciate that. I'm just trying to see how that helps out uh, my K percentage for Darvish. I think that's basically the same. Uh, all right. John Jay, uh, I thought he retired. He's still he's still playing baseball. Good for him. Keep catching those checks. 35 years old. I thought he was older for some reason. Uh, let's jump to shortstop, Cardi. What do you have for me? Um, uh, it's Trevor Story in cash games, obviously. Um, he's eh. if you want to you get up to him. Polanco will get some ownership because the Twins are going to be chalky. Um, but I think if you want to get weird, you know, Adalberto Mondesi, Nicky Lopez, I think KC stacks are kind of nice. Uh, Kevin Newman, I think uh, Pittsburgh stacks are nice off the radar. We didn't mention Colin Moran at third base, but his stat cast numbers have been off the charts so far this year. I think Pittsburgh is a, is a solid under-the-radar snack tonight, and those are kind of the guys that I'd be looking at um, from those teams. You were talking about Darvish. I pulled us up on the flyer. Talk about him uh, being susceptible to the stolen base. Uh, in 178 innings last year, he gave up 24. That seems like a lot. Yeah, he gives up a lot of stolen bases. He's like one of the worst guys in baseball at preventing them. And so uh, I think, you know, even if you don't think the Royals are going to score a lot of runs, they can still put up points and their salaries are low enough where I think they make sense in GPPs. And if they you do even play, runs, great. Then you have leverage against Darvish, who's going to be owned. I was going to say, you can even play, in theory, Darvish and Mondesi in the same lineup because Mondesi can swipe a couple of bags without ever even scoring. Just, I mean, you know. Yeah, you could. More of a cash construction. But, yeah, you could, you know, there, that could easily happen. Can you pull this up on the fly? What's uh, Carantini as far as defensively, as far as throwing people out? That's his backstop tonight. Uh, as you pull it up, uh, what do you have for your grand as far as shortstops? Story and Polanco are the two top options, just oh depending God. on how much money you have. <laughs> what? <laughs> Darvish is the most susceptible pitcher to stolen bases. Caratini is his most susceptible catcher to stolen bases. Like, they, they could really go wild tonight. They might call this the perfect storm. I think this is the perfect storm, is it not? I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. So, yeah, maybe <laughs> the Mets guys sometimes. When it was like Darvish. I mean, you haven't seen Top Gun. Have you ever seen the movie The Perfect Storm? <laughs> Spoiler that. alert, there's definitely not going to be a sequel. <laughs> um. <laughs> The, the stats limitations are up. It's been like 20 years. If you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it, you know. Also, uh, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Uh, but go, go ahead. What, what else do we have as far as shortstops here, Grant? Um, Lindor. Again, he's going up against a guy with a decent platoon split. Uh, Bichette is not a bad play. Like, I like the I like the Blue Jays tonight. Mendick, just 2.3K. Very, very cheap Mendick. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he pretty much mentioned everything. Huh? 
How much do you normally pay for Mendic? I mean, it all depends on where I'm at, what part of the country. Mendic is expensive in Colorado. Seamless segue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm pulling up on the fly here as far as uh, the play that they're talking about. McRoom uh, striking out a ton against uh, – look at – I'm talking about the chat, by the way. Uh, like and subscribe, chat. Much appreciated. Fire away some questions. We'll actually have some time to answer some questions, despite all the nonsense and the shenanigans we're going through. But uh, McBroom, 32% strikeout rate in a uh, 65, 65 plate appearances. That would be last year and this year combined. So I would say it's an upgrade from a K perspective there for you, Darvish. Uh, are we done as far as shortstop or jumping to the outfield, Cardi? Where uh, DK is going to tell us or try to force a bunch of twins on us, I think, because they're a little bit underpriced. Yeah, in cash games, it's kind of cores and twins. Um, you have Yastrzemski, who, who's great. Um, Dahl, obviously, is going to be a strong play. And then for the twins, you have all three of them. You have Kepler, you have Rosario, you have Cave. They're all way too cheap. They're all great plays. Um off the radar stuff, I mean, Mike Trout is facing the lefty, so you can play him in a GPP for sure. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is just so good and still so underrated. If the Twins weren't so cheap, I'd be really excited about playing Teoscar in cash today. But as a GPP pivot, I think he's awesome. Um, <clears throat> AJ Pollock is just perpetually too cheap. Like, I know we like Garrett Richards, but 3.2K for the Dodgers leadoff hitter, who's actually a good hitter against anybody, um, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, yeah. Teoscar Hernandez on Fandle is 2.8K. A lot of those guys on Toronto are really cheap. 2.8 for Teoscar. Uh, Guriel is 2.5. Guerrero Jr. is 2.8. Yeah, there's Jets 2.8. Toronto's super, super cheap uh, on Fandle if you want to stack them up and have a good time. You know, if you want to do a 4-4 Toronto with somebody else. I'm sure, you know, that's not a secret. Uh, Grant, your thoughts on those guys, and feel free to add some uh, other dudes to the conversation. Uh, let's see those guys, Calhoun, Peralta and Marte, but yeah, like Kepler and Rosario and cave are the three top point per dollar plays on the entire slate at the outfield position. I like that Colin trout. He's one of my favorite guys to play on this slate just because you don't really need to pay him for pitching the Coors guys. So doll Blackman, Yastrzemski are all very much in play. Acuna is not a bad spot. I like the over on that game. So I like both the blue Jays side and the brave side. So you can go with Gary L you can go with, um, Hernandez, you can go with any of the guys from that entire game. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like outfield, it's you're getting it from like five different teams total, and that's it. Some questions here from chat. Uh, well, let's do some uh, stacks. Who's your favorite stacks, Cardi? Uh, I like the Royals. This is the bat stack page. The Royals are, are the best point per dollar stack, and I think they're going to be under owned because the stolen base thing people aren't going to consider. They're just going to see Darvish, and they're going to be like, no, can't do the Royals. But Royal stacks make a lot of sense. Twins are great values, but they're going to be chalky. Um, I think Pirates are, are really strong, um, also under the radar stack tonight. Grant, besides Arizona, who else do you like to stack tonight? Uh, Braves, Toronto, and like I'm really not sta- – like I'm probably staying away from Coors for the majority of it. I don't really want to go with Oakland because they're in Oakland. Like if you want an off-the-board stack, like – Sure. Gosh, I'm. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have a. I think I'm gonna have a few Diamondbacks, Seattle stacks. Oof, Seattle. I think well, Tehran's terrible. Yeah, Seattle's not yeah. bad. Seattle's a like the when you consider ownership and price, the two best stacks on the slate are Seattle and the Diamondbacks. They're gonna come in at no ownership. There's some pop. Tehran could be terrible. Like they have a four point two three total. And the average price of the guy that you throw in your stack is going to be, what, 3.6K? Like, you can, Crawford's got some pop. Lewis has got some pop. Seeger's got some pop. Noel's got some pop. Vogelbach. Like, you can make, even Shed Long, like, you can make a dangerous potential lineup here. Say Vogelbach by his, like, his full title. Come on. Uh, the captain of Team Girth. CEO, but okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. it's a team. It's, it's not a company. <laughs> this is why you didn't succeed in business, Dean. That's why There's you are a teacher reasons. than this. <laughs> Do we want to just go over my resume for the next few minutes or knock out some questions? Uh, hanging out behind the Costco, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I had Costco jokes earlier that I just edited in my head like four different times. Oh, that's why I want tonight. I want Costco pizza from dinner. What? Costco uh, pizza is the best pizza. It's really not the best pizza. Like, for value, it's... <laughs> 
it's it's the uh you know it's it's the uh what's the dude's name gosh i can't think of his name now well, it doesn't matter it's the tj antone of pitchers how about that it, 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 it's the oh, Nicholas pizza. Cage of pizza. Like, everyone loves him, and he's just so always there. Sometimes it can be sneaky good, and most of the time it's just really obviously bad. Okay, there's <laughs> never been a bad Nicholas Cage movie. There's Find a hundred of them. Go to IMDb. Uh, okay, I got a 2v2 for you, Cardi. Uh, Blackman and Polanco versus Story and Rosario. Uh, Story and Rosario is the better combo, but in GPPs, you could go with the other one. Like I think Polanco as part of the Pittsburgh stack is, is kind of nice and sneaky. The chat, by the way, is talking about Bill Miller being in Texas and Oakland and not in the Houston, Arizona game. I'm not sure if we had that wrong, but no, uh, I think you just misspoke before we were talking about pitchers, umpires. You got it mixed up for a second. Um, Bill Miller. Well, it's Cause I said McCullers and I thought you said Manea. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just like a, a slip. Bill Miller is in the Texas game. Nick Marley, who is another extreme pitcher's umpire, is in the McCullers game. Cardi, cash pitcher on Fandle? Probably Keuchel. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Uh, all right, Grant, give me uh, – your. Uh, give me how, how would you build a Houston stack tonight? Is it just super obvious? Um, I mean, you go with the main guys, but uh, you can really go anything. Like, he's going to get wild. Um yeah, he's going to be a little bit wild. We know this. It's Robbie Ray. So do anything. But you're obviously going for the main guys, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer. The thing is, walks aren't good, like two points, like whatever. Like you're not happy about a walk. It's like it's fine, I guess. It's better than zero. But Well, it's, it's more about being able to get more RBIs. Like So you go for yeah. guys with power, which is why like the guys that are most patient that get walks are Springer, Altuve, Correa, Bregman. Like Those are the guys I've, that walk the most. I believe we have cheese is good and cards waiting in the wings for RG premium members. Again, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, much appreciate the, you guys watching this show. Uh, also, Roth will be on. Roth will be doing some weather. Let you guys know what's going down weather-wise if anything, anything is lurking. That said, give me one dude, Cardi. Be succinct. Be precise. Who's going to break the slate tonight? Go on. Grant? Robbie Ray, I guess. <laughs> Garrett Richards. <laughs> That's it. There you go. He's Grant. He's Cardi. I'm Dean. That was baseball. We're out of here. Holler. Peace.